wake up, buyer payer people. It's a beautiful day. Go grab yourself another cup of joe and say hello to Jim and Michelle Rhodes on the Buy Here, Pay Here morning show. Take it away, you two. Goodness. Good morning, hey, everybody. Good morning. Um, well, it's morning. and it's like the last hour before it's not morning here. Right. Uh, At least in Utah. Uh, we, we're starting a couple of hours late. We know that most of our viewers watch the recordings. Um, and uh, we there was like a massive Internet outage all through here. And so it was we just like, I don't want to have to try to do it off of a cell signal. We can help it. Yeah. So, so here we are. So here we are. We're live but late. Live, well, live but live. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, welcome everybody. Happy yeah. Monday. Happy uh, Monday. Just one quick uh, reminder: we have the LHPH conference coming up, the LHPH oh. Summit, as they call it. Yeah. October twelfth through fourteenth in San Diego. Yeah. For those contemplating um, leasing, it's not too late. To yeah, and hello to all there. of our friends out there at Marietta too, because today yeah. is the today the is. big day of of all of the um conference events so yeah. um i hope yep. that they're all having a good time and enjoying each other at that caesar's palace out Absolutely. in um atlantic city right it'd be a good uh, conference so yeah. yeah so welcome uh to those uh tuning in yeah. and, and i told michelle we should probably take a little time to introduce ourselves we never do that our yeah. intro doesn't really introduce yeah. us and you know uh I'm Jim Rhodes. This is my wife and business <laughs> partner, Michelle. Hello. The thing that's important about today is to understand kind of the work that we do in the mm -hmm. context of this conversation today. We wanted to talk about, you know, a need to know basis with the team. Mm -hmm. And I think the reason it's relevant kind of the work that we do is yeah. that, you know, we find ourselves in, in the work that we do with buy here, pay here mm -hmm. dealers that we, we do a lot of implementation work. Like we're, we're not the kind of consultants who fly in and spend a couple of days and then fly home. You know, that's just not the nature of our work. We can do that. It's just not the nature of the kind of thing that we typically mm -hmm. do. And so we work with clients for many months, yeah. part of implementation engagements and kind of taking on the big stuff. And often we do that. We're not necessarily always telling dealers things they don't know. Sometimes it's things that they know that they need to address and there's reasons they haven't addressed it up to now. Yeah. And so we are kind of there just to kind of make sure we stay How after, can we help get this taken care of, yeah, turn the yeah. corner? And um, just so you know, those of you who are new, uh, uh, the reason that Jim is a subject matter expert on a lot of these things is he's been in the industry for a little over 25 years and as he was a dealer himself and has worked most of his career and buy here, pay here as a coach and consultant. And, um, right. and so has seen a lot of dealers coast to coast and um, really can draw upon the things that, that he's been able to see. And the cool thing about it is the thing that I really, um, I really uh, honor, respect, is that um, he's coming from a lot of different dealers and a lot of different business models and a lot of, and, and is taking like, these are the things that work the best that I've seen over and over and over. And these are the things that don't. And these are the things you need to watch out for, which is kind of leads to our topic today, mm -hmm. which is a need to know basis. Right. And, um, you know, we, we deal with a lot of dealers that, uh, that when we get, uh, get familiar with their operation um, that that we've seen a need to have a conversation about some of these things. And so, and these, that can be dealers that have been in business for a long time. And, you know, we have some friends that are dealers that have experienced the, the, 
the side of the coin that is detrimental to them and their business of this, this conversation where they've um, had people that have had more ability to see and to know what's happening in the business than is probably um, the best practice for the dealership for, um, you know, all of it. I'll, yeah. let, I'll let you. Yeah. So, you know, the reality is, as she said, you know, business models vary, business structures vary, the size of operation, mm-hmm. the stage of growth, all that stuff varies from operation to operation. So for today, we're mostly going to talk about those things that are mm-hmm. relevant um, in most operations. And then with some of these, there'll be things that as you grow, mm-hmm. uh, they'll, they'll become things to, to yeah. certainly consider. And it does the comes up often like it came up as recently as last week with one of our clients because we created a new report that mm-hmm. was had some high level information and as i was issuing the report and sharing it i asked the dealer very specifically who needs to see this report you know do we want to share this mm-hmm. with the executive team at all or the general manager and so i'm just always super clear with our clients like we report to you and yeah. it's up to you to decide beyond, but we report to you. Our responsibility mm-hmm. is to you. And so, and we this, will advise, you know, mm-hmm. if they say, well, let's make it to everybody. And then Jim will say, okay, so here are the, the negatives to doing it that way. Sure. And so, I mean, it, obviously positives are, you don't have to try to disseminate information, but there are, there are some, some pitfalls and, um, and things like that. Yeah. That could, and I wrote the description for today's episode, which Michelle didn't see. And, and I basically <laughs> opened it with this idea that some things are easier done than undone. Yeah. Like it's, it's kind of, we've all heard that thing about it's easier to train somebody than untrain somebody. And mm-hmm. so this is a similar context in that it's easier to put the necessary internal controls and mm-hmm. safeguards. And, and sometimes we're just talking about, it's not necessarily safeguards as much as it is information sharing. Like mm-hmm. how much information do we want our management yeah. team to have access to? Yeah. Right? And I think one of the, the, uh, the lowest hanging fruit that we've seen that it's just when, when we've, when we've uh, taken measures with our clients to, to shift this. And that's like a really simple one is um, being able to know the inventory cost on a sales person mm-hmm. level. And I mean, that it's, it's been interesting as we've seen some dealers, it's, it's, you watch just very blatant brooming yeah, that yeah. happens Good with point. sales teams because they know the inventory cost. And, you know, especially if they have anything associated um, and we usually encourage dealers not to have bonuses attached to profit of a, a specific vehicle because of things like this. Yeah. Too. And so you can go up and down the scale in mm-hmm. terms of the team from salespeople, you know, frontline collectors, people, collectors, all the way um, up to general managers, yeah, supervisors. General managers. Um, so, so all these things apply at these different levels <laughs> in the, the hierarchy. Good morning, George. Yes. Yeah, today we're the afternoon <laughs> show. And, uh, and I, I forgot to say Facebook user. Thanks for saying we look great. Yeah. I, oh, nice. Um, Thank yeah. you. Yeah. I, so, I, I showered today. Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> we should do that regularly. So, <laughs> we get compliments. Yeah, That's right, a good right. idea. Um, <laughs> no, it's, um, it's, it's, it's part of what okay. happens, obviously, in our business is that with the, and, and it's true of lots of businesses, of course, but we have some added problems or potential problems in mm-hmm. our buy here, pay here space because mm-hmm. we have both the sales side and the collection side. We have mm-hmm. inventory management on and on. We have all these different departments to think about. But really, you know, if you look at, as Michelle mentioned, the 
the access to information, like the mm -hmm. cost of the vehicle. Mm -hmm. And I shared before, we talked about this once before, and I shared if I went to work as a salesperson at a dealership tomorrow, I would not want to know the cost. Like I would, I would use yeah. my, I would be green and inexperienced and I don't need to know the cost. Well, and like one of the, one of the, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the things that we saw in this specific scenario was not only brooming, but it's like, uh, the the down payment became more of an issue uh, too, where it's like, oh man, we're too much into this car. We can't take $500 on it because we need to be able to cover more of our costs in the car or whatever. And that's not always, uh, that. that's more of a management decision than it is a salesperson decision. You know, we were watching just a really interesting way of, of brooming customers, dynamics. brooming a vehicle that they could they could get into and all of that based on, um, their visibility of, um, of that. Yeah. So some so, of these things, yeah. some of these things, simply what she's describing there, they simply complicate the sales mm -hmm. process in yeah. that example. Like For they, they're actually affecting the process and maybe our effectiveness as a team and our success in mm -hmm. sales volume and those kind of things. But for today, I really wanted to focus more on the, the information, like the, the key management internal numbers that a dealer would need to know. Yeah. And then we decide who else gets that information, who, who is on that mm -hmm. need to know list. And so sometimes mm -hmm. we have dealers and this is why I say it's either, either do it than undo it. We have dealers that are already sharing a lot of really sensitive information mm -hmm. with, you know, high level information with managers. And so how do you undo that? And, and really the question becomes, what is the basis for allowing that person to have that information. Why do yeah. they, why do they need to know that to do their job? So a, a lot of foundational pieces of what we're talking about today can be seen on um, gaping hole episodes that right. we've done. And so these are things that when we first initially go into a dealership, we're like, okay, let's talk about gaping holes. And it's things like check writing authority, you know, the, the, the some software. of those things, software authority, that kind of stuff. Um, and so if you want to get, a lot more foundational of what we talk about. I would go back to some of those episodes. I'll see if I can find links and drop them in these for yeah, our different just social channels. Playlist. We have an entire yeah. playlist of the BHPH Morning Show. You could search that playlist for gaping holes and probably yeah. find that episode. It's really high value. Yeah. And so the reason that's important is because a lot of what we teach there, uh, and we just share this information freely. And, and keep in mind, a lot of our clients pay a lot of you know money to have us provide this kind of high level coaching. We're sharing it with you in the morning show. Why? Because it's just important to understand everybody's operation will be a little different. Exactly mm -hmm. how you go about solving these problems would be different, but it's important to be mindful of these. And especially if you're a dealer listening and your, your business is pretty new, you're a three person team and you think ahead to what your business is going to look like in two or three years, having this understanding going in so that you can Plan out your organizational structure, plan out your internal controls, mm -hmm. and make sure to protect yourself in ways that, and, and, and you know, we talked about, I think, in that same episode, this thing about dealers say, well, I trust my people, so I give them access to everything. Oh, that's, that's, that's not really, what we really hear. scary to it's hear. Dangerous thing. And, and it's, and we, you can ask when you go to a conference or you're at a dealer 20 group or when you're meeting with other dealers, you bring that up, you're probably going to find someone in that group that's going to say, that's what I thought. Of course. And it was the person that I trusted most. Yeah. That, that, um, so, didn't have my best interest at heart for whatever situation that they were going and through. So what I would have said back then is great. I love that you trust your team. Let's mm -hmm. keep it that way. 
Let's yeah. keep it where you can trust <laughs> yeah. them. Let's keep the, the safeguards in place so that mm -hmm. they don't hang themselves with too much rope. And yeah. so that's the thing that we, and, and obviously as a dealer, you can find yourself hung in the same place. Like you can find yourself, you know, uh, getting, uh, you can suffer financially mm -hmm. and operationally uh, just because of some of these things that are avoidable. Like mm -hmm. it's just, it's a matter of, it's not about trust. And, and this is sometimes this is about management style, but really, you know, when we think about need to know basis, I'm really thinking in terms of when I say that email that I was going to send and share, who's going to see this report. Yeah. This is like cash flow information, yeah. detailed, there were, there direct cash flow statements. There were two questions that we kind of asked each other okay. uh, as we were talking this morning about it. It's like, why do they need to see it? Mm -hmm. right. I mean, it's it's like, why? There, there needs to be a really good reason why they need to see it. And then the second is how or what vulnerabilities do you create by giving this person access. And sometimes and, dealers don't know yet and, what vulnerabilities and, and take, but take, I trust them mm -hmm. away from the right. question. Yeah. It's like if let's say that this person were no longer there and I had the next person that was taking their place and I might not have whatever it is, yeah. what vulnerabilities do I create by giving this physician or person access right. to this information. And I see that um, Amanda, Amanda Sanchez has joined us. It's not surprising to me that this topic yeah. would be of interest to Amanda. Like she sees the same things that we see. For those who don't know, Amanda yeah. is uh, has a firm in Texas mm -hmm. and they're, they're have a very uh, high focus on buy here, pay here. Yeah. And so they, they see the same things that we're talking yeah. about, especially in accounting and cash management standpoint, then they see that. So among the things I see as a mm -hmm. former dealer and somebody who's been inside operations where there were, where there either was um, embezzlement. Uh -huh. Oh, I saw that. Did yesterday. you want to, I want to read it because there's a lot of people that listen to these syndicated. True. What Amanda said was 10% of people will steal. So, you know, there's, there's, if given the opportunity, 10% of people will steal. 10% of people won't steal. Mm -hmm. The other 80% can go either way, depending on what their situations are. And Amanda speaks to this based on a lot of experience mm -hmm. working with dealers. And sure. so we're not just here today to talk about stealing. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of other stuff, but this is just one of the aspects about need to know. Yeah. And so what Amanda's really referring to there is that 80% is kind of can be opportunistic when there's yeah. an opportun opportunity and there's mm -hmm. no um, limit you know, there's no security limit, there's no security control, there's mm -hmm. no safeguard in place, then you're creating a, an opportunity for that 80% who could go either way. And so, yeah, that's absolutely right. These are among the things that we're trying to guard against. And so dealers sometimes think, well, if I put that security control in place, that means that's more that falls on me. Yes, this is your or, business and we're trying to protect yes, it. But, we, you know, we talked about that this morning and I said, so what if a dealer wants to be more absent? Mm -hmm. And then what what Jim brought up is that then have an outside person, someone that's not in the dealership day to day, that's handling those kind of things. So let's, let's be clear so let's about this about part. That. So let's, let's talk about bank accounts. Let's okay. just talk. So this is an example where it's, in my view, it's very important. This is speaking as a non-accountant, but as a former dealer and has been inside, you know, lots of dealerships. It's my experience that I would not want the same people who provide the reporting on cash accounts and performance reporting. I would not want that person to have authority to transact 
funds. So signed bank view, accounts, view authorized funds, transfers. Maybe, but transact view, funds. Yeah, view, funds. So we're talking about rights like, you know, in your bank account now, you can set up viewing, just like any Google document that we create. You, some people can view, some people can edit, right? Uh, in your software, your DMS, some people can view, you know, some people can perform the function. So these are the things we're really talking about mm -hmm. today is recognizing when I think about the cash management in particular, uh, so there's there's actual cash and the flow of money, which is a vulnerability. There's also mm -hmm. just performance, and, and we've seen it too, where you can you can lose a perfectly good manager because they get jaded because they have access to information. Now they have so knowledge of big. information. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it really is. Is that when you have team members that can actually see what your cash flow is, what your bank accounts look like, what that those kind of things that. I well, mean, it's, it's that, it's that 80% yeah. that it's like, well, I'm working really hard and I didn't get the bonus that I think I should have gotten based on what accounts are like, or based on, and so you open yourself up. So you're a yeah. dealer, mm -hmm. uh, Michelle, and I work for you and I see your bank accounts and I see there's lots of cash in the bank accounts. And mm -hmm. I feel like, oh, well, this dealership makes a lot of money. I deserve a raise. I see profit and loss reports. The dealer is doing really well, lots of profit. That manager may or may not understand the difference between paper profit and, and cash you know, that profit. phantom profit. Mm -hmm. They may or may not understand. Well, let's say that it shows a loss. Now, if I'm an employee or manager, I think, man, this is it, sinking ship. I yeah, get out yeah. of it. Like, it's, it's, it, we don't, <laughs> yep. there's really not much good that can come from that, from having yeah. a manager have that information. Now, if you're a large operation, you got a seasoned manager and you're talking about that, that can be a different scenario, but that person has to be educated and they have to understand that the global and picture. And still have, have security controls, security controls because they don't you know, own the business. They don't own the business. And and anyone that doesn't own the business, I don't care how long they've been with you. I, it just they don't have right. your best interest at heart above everything else. Yeah, and you know there's a human element mm -hmm. to this that doesn't get mm -hmm. talked about enough. We we as dealers and as humans, we think people love us, people have our best interest at heart, mm -hmm. and while they certainly may love you, they the reality is we have to accept that that there are people who will take advantage and mm -hmm. it's not about them loving you, liking you, any of that stuff. It's more about just from a human perspective, we as dealers and as business owners, we, we ought to work to put the necessary safeguards yeah. in place to make sure that those, those limits are there. And it's, you know, people are human. Yeah. And given, I remember I heard this thing a long time ago that said, given the right circumstances, anyone can do a bad, anyone can do something that's, it's mm -hmm. given the right circumstances because people are human. Right. I mean, if, if, if it's a matter of, I'm just completely spitballing this one, but like you're, you don't have any money for groceries because you paid your bills and the kids are hungry and you don't know what to do. And you see you're working at a cash register and you're like $20 would put milk and food on my table tonight. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's the difference between I feed my family or I leave the 20, I, you know, figure out a way to take the $20 to feed your I, people are human. And yeah. And once that door's open, I've always yeah. said a person who will steal $20 will steal $20,000. Like it's, it's yeah. once you cross yeah. that threshold, like there's yeah. not a lot of difference to them. I, and I would squirrel kind of, it's more like a possum cause it's related. Um, that if you have an internal, um, uh, 
understanding with your team members that if they're if they're going through something hard and they need help to come talk to you because it's the same thing as you being a dealer in your buy your pay your dealership. If you're having a hard time and you can't whatever make ends meet for this or pay your pay or whatever it is, come and talk to me mm -hmm. because I know most dealers out there, if they have team members that are in a really bad position, they would figure out how to help. And that's a totally different story than someone figuring out how to help themselves. Yeah. So we can revisit this yeah. conversation again one day. We spent yeah. most of our time around cash management, yes. but to me, there's, there's just, well, just the whole thing about just reporting, like oh, the yes. actual performance of the business, like mm -hmm. your, your net profit, your direct cash flow statements and your performance in those areas. And, you know, does, does your general manager, first of all, does a person really need the title of general manager, right? Is that mm -hmm. really what their, their function is? And, and then does this person that you, you want to have access, to, what's the basis for giving them that information on cash flow statements mm -hmm. and, and profit and loss reports and balance sheets? Cause you know, we or didn't debt. talk anything about debt and yeah. the, the, those kind yeah. of financial things. Like it's like, well, things. no one really needs to know what your, um, what your, uh, my gosh, why can't I think of what it's called? Um, well, your line of credit, your line of credit. Your or your your uh, when you buy cars, someone else covers. Oh, the... floor plan. Thank you. You're welcome. Floor plan. <laughs> That's why we're a team. Yeah, I, yeah, right. Yeah. No one else really needs to know. All right. Well, there's very few people that would need to know that. Right. Where you're at with some of those different pieces. Yeah. Um, so you, it, yeah. You see the problem with mm -hmm. going backwards on this. Once the mm -hmm. person has that information, and now we mm -hmm. want to take it away from them. That's problematic. It's like mm -hmm. it 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 raises questions, and it naturally can be deflating. Or mm -hmm. the person who has had access to that information. So we feel like these are things better talked about, you know, before those, um, before that authority is granted. So whether mm -hmm. we're talking bank accounts, access to reports, whatever, we just need to be thoughtful about that and recognize the vulnerabilities mm -hmm. that we face in in those key decisions. And, and it's so like I said, not just about theft, but it's about, I mean, a a a. a um, team member feeling stable in their job. True. There's, I mean, there's just brooming customers. Yeah. There's so many reasons why we don't want to give more information than's needed. Right. Absolutely. I don't have anything else on the subject for today. I think we covered it pretty well. I, I mean, think, that's really, yeah. you, you could spend all day going through all the different bullet points, but yeah. it's like the, the idea is let's just be thoughtful about those yeah. decisions and recognize the impact yeah. of, of granting too much access. And I would rather see dealers start small yeah. and expand access than grant too much. And early. so ask yourself those two questions. Why do they need to see this? Mm -hmm. I mean, how does it, uh, is it a, is it a necessary thing for them to see in order to function in the role that you've given them? Mm -hmm. And then the second thing is what vulnerabilities do I create by giving them access? And it's not just about stealing, but it's about, a, it, there's a lot of other things that could be a negative to giving people access. And we didn't talk about pay plans and we won't talk a lot about pay plans oh, in goodness. this show because obviously we have managers and others listening to the broadcast who, you know, mm -hmm. we just, we don't want to get too specific about pay plans. It's one of those things that's difficult to talk about in a kind of a public environment. Everybody has a different pay plan. 
Yeah. It's just it's there's so many different things that people yeah. um that Throw people the question out on Facebook. Uh, yeah, it's you're gonna get you every yeah. every single answer is gonna be different. Yeah. And so everybody has um, their thing that they like yeah. and they feel like they want to motivate. I just think mm -hmm. when you really think ahead to your organizational structure and who's gonna be performing what duties and what information they really need to have access to and what what parts of what departments they will influence, like what yeah. areas they will, um, you know, drive uh, efficiency or whatever. So it's, it's challenging. Like our business, I've said it, like pay plans and buy here, pay here are just difficult. They're tricky because yeah. there's a lot of different moving pieces. And, and uh, until you get to a general manager position, yeah. people don't have yeah. the responsibility across um, all departments. We, we have, I'm going to do a pitch oh. a little bit okay. we've helped a lot of dealers go through their pay plans and and refine or shift as they um because pay plans a lot of times don't work from one um template template and and also from one you know you're shifting into shifting your business model shifting you know higher volume shifting whatever um that you know one doesn't typically it's it's a pay plan is it it does one typically is not going to carry you through your entire business, especially if you anticipate growing or expanding sure. or any of that kind of yeah. stuff. So if you need help. Yeah. Obviously you know, if we can help you, let us know. You yeah. can throw our phone number up there. People mostly know how to find us. You can always, wherever you're catching this broadcast, you can message us on YouTube, Facebook, you know, all the places you can get a message to us. So, so just know that if we can help, we're obviously we're happy to, but yeah, today it was mostly about think ahead to, as your operation grows, then how do you, how do you get these things right? And, and I would say when, when you're faced with a decision, mm -hmm. I would suggest you err on the side of less information for the person more information retained by you mm -hmm. and um, you can you can start to grant a little bit of access as you go but if you're not sure i would say don't give the information mm -hmm. don't give the access that you know unless yeah. you can clearly see that they need it to do their job well then um yeah, then why do they need thing. to see yeah and it's also you can see where writing pay plans is problematic because when yeah. you start once you once you start to um either compensate somebody on gross profit, net profit, whatever you, you're opening a door. And uh, so just to be aware of what lurks on the other side. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway. All righty. Um, anything no. else? No, okay. I think that's it. Appreciate you folks so, tuning in. Yeah. Uh, Wednesday, white hat Wednesday. We'll have yeah. a good topic about how to be a better white hat dealer, yeah. which is a dealer that is known, liked, and trusted. The ultimate goal: known, liked, and trusted and in your community. Playing a long game. Playing a long game, and really want to see the success of their customers and their team. Right. At that point. So, all right. I hope you guys all have a great week. Happy Monday, and we will see you in just a couple of days. See have a great day. Thanks. Thanks, guys.